Um, I want to say a very big thank you to my host, um, you know, Sister Eniola Peters. She, you know, what you're doing on this platform is totally amazing. And that's the honest truth. Totally, totally amazing. I mean, um, becoming the child lady, becoming the child lady, taking out of your time, your resources, everything, your energy to help ladies become all that God has called them to be. And I think that's just so beautiful and very noble. And I want to say thank you so, so, so much um, for having me. It's really a joy and an honor to be here. Really. I remember when you told me about this meeting and immediately I was like, definitely, I mean, I'll be here. <laughs> You know, because I know you're doing such an amazing work and, you know, it's a privilege for me to join my small voice <laughs> to the big thing that God is doing through you and in you, you know, honestly, it's really a privilege. And I want to welcome every single person here. Um, I see different names, uh, a couple of people here that I know. I see, I see Chiamaka, I see Rema, I see Fola. Hi guys. You're welcome. You're welcome. Um, so we're trusting God. Um, to speak to all of us today i mean becoming the total woman um that's a huge topic a very wide topic and you know when you gave me this topic uh, the total woman juggling multiple roles balancing work family and personal life i had to ask myself that mm, pastor diola have you sister diola auntie diola or pastor diola you know sometimes i call myself different things sometimes i call myself by my first name sometimes i call myself by my official title <laughs> So I had to ask myself, madam, are you really a, a total woman? Are you juggling everything, you know, right? And well, to the glory of God, God is helping us. I won't say I'm 100% there, you know, but I'm not uh, I'm not at uh, the back. I'm closer to the front than to the back. And um, the truth is that I can only give all the glory and all the thanks to God. All right. So thank you for having me here. I'm, I'm excited to be sharing for the next 30, 40 minutes thereabout on the total woman and before i go on I, um i i just want to say a quick prayer and i'm going to be asking that the holy spirit would um open our hearts to hear his words today and that the holy spirit would put his words upon my lips this evening um so that he will speak a word in season to every single person here in the name of jesus um father our hearts are open to receive Oh God, your word tonight, thank you for utterance, thank you for grace, thank you for wisdom, thank you for the impartation of the spirit into the hearts and the lives of your daughters here in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Praise God, praise God. So, um, I think it's time to fire on the total woman, um, the total woman juggling multiple roles, balancing work, family, and personal life. So I'll, I'll start with reading the Proverbs 31 woman, since that's the anchor, uh, anchor text here for, for, for the, for the ministry, um, becoming the child woman. Um, I'm going to read it from the King James and I'll try to read it from the NIV and then I'll tell a few stories of mine and then I'll give us pointers on how we can become that total woman. The truth is, is it possible to be a total woman? The answer is yes. It is very possible to be a total woman. However, it's not a day's job. It's not something that um, comes in a day. And being a total woman doesn't have a particular face. It's a different kind of faces. You are wearing different hats in different during different things at different seasons of your life so at some season of your life being the total woman means you're all out there you're doing uh, permit me the words permit me to use the word you're killing it all right you're killing it out there you're doing everything 
all right in um you are you are making waves out there but at some point being a total woman can also be you being at the backside all right being at the backside not being um totally heard not being totally known but you know you're doing what you have to do so being a total woman really there's no particular um face to it there's no particular model to it because life really is in phases life is in phases so at some point um you are out there at some point you're back back you know in the in the back sides doing your own thing so let's take a quick read from the proverbs said woman and i think that this woman um she's like the she's you know god set us all up by putting this scripture in the bible i mean this one is a serious setup because this woman is this woman is something else i'll start from proverbs chapter 31 and um, verse 10 it says who can find a virtuous woman for her price is far above rubies and i love this so much that a virtuous woman a total woman a child woman is not a woman that you can actually put a price to um she's not she's not a common woman very uncommon woman it says from verse 11 that the heart of her husband doth safely trust in her so that he so that he shall have no need of spoil she will do him good not evil all the days of her life she seeks wool and flax and walks walks diligently with her hands she is like the merchant's ship she brings her food from afar she rises also while it is yet night and gives meat to her household and a portion to her maidens. She's, she considers a field and buys it. With the fruit of her hands, she plants the vineyard. She girded her loins with strength and strengthens her arm. She perceives that her merchandise is good. Her candle goeth not out by night. She layers her hands to the spindle and her hands hold the distaff. She stretches her hands to the poor, yet, yes, she reaches forth her hands to the needy. She's not afraid of the snow for her household, for all her household are clothed with scarlet. She maketh herself coverings of tapestry. Her clothing is silk and purple. Her husband is known at the gates, where he sits amongst the elders of the land. She makes fine linen and she sells it. She delivers girdles unto the merchants. Strength and honor are her clothing, and she shall rejoice in time to come. Verse 25 is very key, so I want us to take note of that verse 25. The key thing about this Kayo woman, this virtuous woman, is that strength and honor are her clothing, and she shall rejoice in time to come. Verse 26 says, she opens her mouth with wisdom and in her tongue is the law of kindness. She looks well to the ways of her household and eateth not the bread of idleness. Very key. Her children also rise up. Her, her children arise up and call her blessed. Her husband also and he praises her. Many daughters have done virtuously, but thou excellest them all. Favor is little, beauty is vain. But a woman that fears the Lord, she shall be praised. Give her the fruit of her hands and let her own works praise her in the gate. Now, this scripture really encapsulates um, God's idea for who a woman should be, a virtuous woman should be. It talks about every single aspect of her life. It starts to talk first about her husband. And for many years, I've wondered, why does the Bible talk about a virtuous woman? And the first thing it talks about 
after talking about her price is far above rubies is the fact that her husband you know her husband her husband is it that you know um for me to be a total woman I, if i'm not married i'm not a virtuous woman or i'm not a total woman this this scripture really just paints a picture of god's ideal for the woman all right and god's ideal is that every single woman number one all right is in her own husband's house all right she has her own things that she's doing with her hands of course you see that all through the bible also the um this chapter of the bible from verse 12 from verse 13 she seeks wolves she's like a merchant ship she's she rises at night she considers a field you know Bible just really shows us that it's just not marriage is important, but marriage is not the only part to this kind of woman. All right. One of the things that it's very key about her is that she's a strong woman. The Bible says in verse 25, strength and honor are her clothing. All right. She also has wisdom. So she's a woman who is wise, who has sat down to learn. All right. She's not just enjoying her husband's house. She's busy with the works of her hands. She's responsible for her household. I know just before this meeting, I was having a quiet chat with myself and I was just talking about life. And, I, you know, I said, I felt like I summed up the whole being an adult or being a total woman to responsibility. All right. Being strong enough, you know, to handle the responsibilities of life. And I really think that's what a total woman really is. A woman who has strength who is really clothed with strength, who is clothed with honor and dignity, and who is able to handle all the responsibilities that life brings to her. At some point, she's going to be a single woman. At another point, she's going to be a single working woman. At some point, she'll be a single working um, Christian lady. At some point, she'll stop being single and she'll be a married woman. And at another point, she's going to be a married woman who is mom, who is working, who is probably working a secular job. And for some of us, working in the vineyard of the Lord. So we're talking about the total woman being a woman who is totally responsible in all the different phases of her life. Um, and, and that's one of the key things that we have to learn here. You see, life is not a... I told you I was thinking about this when I was just, you know, just a few minutes before coming here. Life is not a free ride. And I think a lot of women think that um, if you look at this Proverbs 31 woman, you see that she's not living a life on a free ride. She's not... She's not hanging on one man or she's not hanging on, this is who I am. She's not hanging on, oh, this is what I think I should be. She's not hanging on that. She's being totally responsible for her life, totally responsible for everyone in her life, being totally responsible for her marriage. She's gotten to the point where she knows that anything that works, you know, really depends on me. And I think that's one of the key things that every woman really has to understand. Um, Everything that works, really, I have a part to play in it. I saw this scream recently that says, you know, you can't stop when once you're like 23 years old, you can't stop. You have to stop saying that um, my parents are the problem of my life or my father didn't do this for me. That's why I'm like that. You know, there was a very funny meme like that. Um, and you have to understand this, that being a total woman is you rising up to the occasion. And I wish everyone could actually write that down. Um, being a total woman is rising up to the occasion and taking responsibility. Being a total woman is rise because life will throw you so many blows. Life will throw you so many curveballs. Life is not designed, you know, for you to just coast along and go with the flow. Life doesn't work that way. Life, people that enjoy life are those who rise up to the occasion and take life 
all right take life by the horns they take life by the horns all right so i look at this woman and you know this woman is the she's the ideal woman it's one thing that is synonymous with three women is the fact that we are emotional beings the fact that people generally the whole world generally thinks that we we nose dive into conclusions <laughs> we never down with the facts we never sit down you know we are never rational i think that's the word we are we are highly irrational beings and that's because we let our emotions get the best of us um but the truth is that a woman like i said earlier a woman who is called a child woman is a woman who understands that i am responsible even for my character and my emotions and i think we should start from here women we need to understand that we are responsible for our character and our emotions now i said i'm going to give a few examples of my personal life and then i'm going to give us a few pointers here and there um on who the child total woman is how do you juggle everything okay so i'm a human being so let me start by that i'm a human being on my own i have my own life <laughs> i have my own internal emotions i'm dealing with i'm dealing with who i am i'm dealing with my relationship with god i'm dealing with um achieving something good on the face of the earth i'm dealing with you know as a woman you are you are hormonal this day that day you know i have a lot i'm dealing with personally and that's me first and i'm a child of god i think a child of god even comes first i'm a child of god all right i'm a daughter of the most high god and god has a lot of plans and purposes for my life it doesn't stop there then i'm a wife i'm a wife i'm a wife to someone who um, I, I i like to call a great man you know there are different kinds of men you know and some of some some of us are privileged to be married to great men not only that i'm also a mother um but i forgot to say before i became a wife and a mother i'm somebody's child i'm somebody's sister <laughs> i'll be somebody's child means that they have expectations of you especially my parents that sent me to medical school to become a doctor and um, they're still hoping that i'm still going to open um, a hospital very time anytime soon so i'm a mother you know to three wonderful kids all right and uh, i'm also a sister to many people like sister eniola here all right i'm 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 here for her <laughs> so i still have to deal with several aspects of my life and so i can understand when someone says how do you juggle it and i hear this question a whole lot how are you able to juggle every single thing you're doing i mean what's your typical day like how do you always have a smile on your face how are you not always tired how do you have time for us <laughs> you know i mean meetings from morning to most times evening and um there are only very few days that i get to spend time you know spend time with my husband and it's not work related yes we're almost always together but most times it's work related you know it's very few times that we're just together um just to spending time together and having our own time for ourselves and people usually ask me this how do you do it and i'll tell you the truth i'm going to give you some pointers the first and the foremost and the most important thing for me is my relationship with god um i don't try to i don't want to sound cliche i don't want to sound like um born again quote unquote but i've i've done life by myself i've done life with the word of god and with a the, the consciousness that I'm a child of God and I can tell you for free that the the part of me that I love the most the part of me that is able to bring out the best in all the hats that I wear you know I'm also a boss all right so I'm not just a pastor I'm a boss for certain people um not just in the church there are different areas of my life as well that I I stand to be as bosses to people and you know one of the things I realized is that 
I'm in, only able to wear this cap well because of my relationship, primarily because of my relationship with God. Otherwise, I would be a a totally <laughs> a totally angry. Maybe not the word. Maybe not. Let, let me not use the word angry. Maybe a harsh person. I'll be totally harsh because um, there's just a lot that one person can handle, and that's the honest truth. There's just a lot that one person can handle. But it seems like um, God has given me that grace to handle it with grace. Um, I handle every single thing with grace, and that's because of my relationship with God. And I don't neglect that part. I cannot neglect my relationship with God. Every single day I wake up, I stay in the word, I meditate in the word. I pray daily. And every time I'm praying, I'm not just praying random prayers. I'm praying, Lord, teach me your word. Lord, teach me your ways. I'm praying. Um, was it not recently, some weeks back, and I realized that I was becoming quite edgy and I had to go to the Holy Spirit in prayer. And I had, and I asked, I had to ask him, Lord, help my emotions. Um, I know that these are the reasons why I'm becoming this and becoming that. But Holy Spirit, teach me more. Show me how to manage my emotions. Um, I realized that I was getting very cranky at certain people, you know, and I knew that that wasn't God's will for my life. Um, so I had to go into the into prayers. I had to stay in prayers, you know, stay in the word and read the scriptures over and over again till my life aligned with the scriptures. So whenever I'm stepping out in the morning, uh, I'm not stepping out with, you know, my tiredness or my anger, I'm stepping out full of love from relating with God himself. I'm stepping out full of grace because I've contacted the father of all grace. All right. I'm stepping out with love. I'm stepping out with joy. So every single day I'm able to give everyone around me, my husband, my children, my family members, those who stay with me, my staff members, my physical and my spiritual children, I'm able to give them love. I'm able to give them grace because I have been able, I've already contacted that God, that God who is, you know, the fountain of life. It's it's impossible for you to have a vital relationship with the Holy Spirit. And it actually doesn't touch you. It doesn't work on your emotion. It's actually quite impossible, right? So for me, I would say the very first and the most important thing is your work with God. You can't be a perfect, you can't be the best mom, the best wife, the best staff, or the best boss if you don't have a relationship with God. He's the one that makes us beautiful. He's the one that releases the fragrance of beauty that is on the inside of us and gives it to the world. All right. So it's very, very key that I say that. All right. It's not just, you know, waking up and saying a little prayer here, a little prayer there. No, no, no. no. Spending time and time and again and again with God in prayer, in the word. And of course, staying with a lot of Christian resources that help you. Um, I can tell you that the person I am now wasn't the person I was five years, six years ago. And five years, six years ago, I can tell you the truth. I was married. I was married with children. I was married with children. I was a pastor. Praise God. Uh, and at that point, I was still working as a medical doctor because uh, I'm now a full-time pastor, but I transitioned into being a full-time pastor. So there was a time in my life I was married. I had kids. I, I was working full-time job i was pastoring and you know at moments like that it just felt like i was going to crumble honestly i had a marriage i needed to take care of i had a job i needed to perform at. i had kids i had to be responsible for and some days you just want to remove off quick and just say god i'm not doing again what is it today only me i I came to this life to be a baby girl hallelujah (laughs) but i can tell you the truth that um 
any baby girl life that absorbs you of responsibility and being responsible is not God's will for your life. And that's the honest truth. We were not called to just come and sit down, lift up our legs, you know, take cocktails and canapes and be happy. No, and a million times no. And that's the honest truth. We're called to be responsible. We're called to, you know, handle things with grace, with humility. All right. So the first and the most important thing is what your walk with God. The second thing I would say, and I'll be very honest with you, is self-awareness. A lot of people are not self-aware. Self-awareness is very key. You have to know who you are. You have to know your strengths. You have to know your weaknesses. Otherwise, you are going to be playing in fields where you can never succeed. I know my strengths. I know my limitations. I know the limitations I can cross now. I know the capacity I have. You're all right. I know all those things. And being self-aware is, is, is very important. But a lot of people are not self-aware because a lot of people don't like to hear that, oh, you're not good at this. A lot of people don't like that criticism, especially in this generation. And I think that's one of the, the fears I have for the younger generation where they are good all by themselves, they are perfect all by themselves. And anyone who tries to help them or to show them that, oh, you're not so good at this or you can get better at this is their enemy. All right. I think it's one of the things they're doing these days is that they just cancel you. And just, I think it's called the cancel culture. You must be self-aware. You must be open to good feedback. You must be open to positive and negative feedback. Of course, it's not everyone that has the right into your life to give you feedback. I understand that. I understand that, of course, it's not any random person that can come and tell you, oh, you're not good at this, or oh, you really, you you, you did this, or this is not good. No, I, I know that there are certain people who you allow into that space. But the truth is that every feedback is actually feedback. Whether it is from a stranger or someone you know, every feedback is actually a feedback. All right, so one of the things that I thrive on is feedback. I always, always sit back and review every single thing I do. And I learned that from my husband, you know. He's the kind of person that before he goes to bed every night, he's considering every single part of his day. Um, as a father, how did I play my role? As this, how did I play my role? As a pastor, how did I play my role? Did I ask this question well? Did I answer this question well? And I can, I used to learn that. I used to see him do that so actively. And I'm like, oh, babe, what are you doing? He says, well, I'm thinking about my day. I'm thinking of how my day went. I'm thinking of how I could come better. I'm thinking of this. I'm thinking of that. I'm thinking of this. So one of the things that has helped me is being very open to feedback. And that's called self-awareness self-awareness i can sit down here and tell you five of my strengths and five of my weaknesses and so because i know my strengths i play towards my strengths and when i know that this is an area of weakness for me oh god has helped me i know how to delegate those areas of my life i know how to walk around those areas of my life now just because i'm I'm not strong at something doesn't mean I'm going to totally abandon ship and say, oh, I'm never going to do that again in my life. No. All right. There's some areas of weaknesses where you know that there's nothing that will happen. I have to rise up to this occasion. There's some, you know, that's okay. I don't really need to rise up to this occasion. I just need more wisdom and I need one or two people that can help me here. All right. But you must know yourself. You must know your temperaments. Number one, that's very key. You must know whether you are a son, your call, your flag, your male. You have to know your temperament. Any lady that is here, all right, whether you're married, you're single, and you don't know your temperament, you are going to, all right, you are going to uh, have a lot of problems because you won't understand yourself. You won't understand yourself. And you feel very, very bad. Excuse me. You feel very, very bad when, you know, why am I not like this? Why am I not getting this person's results? 
or why is this person like this and I'm not like this? You begin to start, uh, what happens is that you want to start looking like the other person. You want to start comparing yourself to the other person because you're not, you don't understand yourself and you're not comfortable in your own skin. All right. And sometimes people try to make it like, oh, this is who I am. I'm never going to change. No, 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 no. All right. There's something called the spirit control temperament. So know your temperament, know your likes and wants, know whether you're dealing with self-esteem issues. All right. Sometimes you have to sit down and travel back in your memory, travel back in your memory, go through the journey of your life and ask yourself, what are the things I really didn't like in my childhood? You have to sit down and ask yourself those questions. I literally spend time to pray, you know, and, you know, I'm just spending hours praying and what i'm doing is just lord reveal anything in me that needs to be corrected just show it to me you know and sometimes i'm just sitting down and i'm just thinking about my childhood what are the things that made me happy what are the things that affected me what are the things that could have probably given me low self-esteem because you have to understand your own esteem as well all right you have to know where you are in order to go as far as you want to go all right so you need to know who you are be self-aware and under being self-aware is being open and teachable you have to be very open to feedback, very open to feedback. And you have to be very, very teachable, very, very, very teachable. All right. So it's important that that part of your life is not left out. It's not left out. I've had friends who have told me, um, I don't think that you're really good at this. I don't think, um, or the last time we had, we had a conversation together, I really felt like you... Um, kind of sidelined me. I felt like you missed the point of the conversation. Um, I don't think this, I don't think that. And most times, uh, what happens to the natural person is that you just want to feel so bad and cost that person off. No, no. I remember there was a day I went out <laughs> and, you know, I think I'd been fasting that period and somebody just walked up to me, a stranger just walked up to me and said, oh, you're so dehydrated, you know? And of course, I didn't know this person. The initial thing was for me to say, I beg, is you and your family that's dehydrated, you know? <laughs> but I'd learned so much. I'd learned much to 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 not just cut off anybody like that. I didn't know this person, a stranger. And he said, oh, I said, oh, you think I'm de dehydrated? I said, he said, yes. I said, okay, why do you think so? And he said, oh, you begin to have fine lines and wrinkles on your face. And I know you're, you're, you're a bit too young for that. And I asked him, how do you know that? Are you a doctor? And I struck up a conversation with the person. And that moment I sat down with that person and the person actually schooled me on how to rehydrate your skin. Now, thank God that I'm a medical doctor. Thank God I knew all, the, but, uh, all that stuff. But the truth is that I could have left there feeling like, what's this one saying? What's this one saying? Da, 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 da. But it was a teachable moment for me. Of course, you, you needless to say that when I go home, I was drinking water like a fish. It, it, I was <laughs> I, I, I was not only drinking water like a fish, I was forcing my husband to drink water. I said, we are both dehydrated. And I stressed his life for like, for like forever. <laughs> and the matter, you know, because I learned about fine lines and dehydration, sincerely. You know, so I said all that to say that you must be self-aware. And under being self-aware, all right, it's very, very, one of the things that's very important is know your temperaments under being self-aware. Know your temperaments, know your likes and your dislikes, know your limitations. Important, know your limitations, know your boundaries, know the things that you can cross and the things that you haven't yet been able to cross. Under being self-aware as well, um, it's being open to feedback positive feedback and negative feedback um you have to know know that know um, and be very comfortable with people giving you good feedback yes you don't get from everybody and that's the honest truth um because there are some people who are not good people they have they don't have good in them naturally so they always want to pass on their negative emotions to you but that's not necessary you know um know those kind of people 
um, but to have good, 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 good feedback. So self-aware, self-awareness, self-awareness, self-awareness is very, very, very key. All right. So that's the first thing, praying. Number two, being self-aware. Number three is you must go for knowledge, go for wisdom, go for knowledge. When we look at this Proverbs 31 woman, this woman knows stuff. She knows about animal husbandry. She knows about this business. Um, she, she knows, um, her Bible says her husband has full confidence in her. She brings him good. She knows about marriage. Definitely. She's not doing marriage for my emotions. All right. She has knowledge. All right. Women go for knowledge. One of the things I, that really doesn't, um, that I don't really like, or that is not really common amongst women is that women don't go for wisdom. Um, we don't go for wisdom. We are just comfortable in our own space. And the kind of wisdom we go for is just um, women, uh, our, <laughs> our avenue to learn <laughs> is what gist, we like to gist. So you see a woman doing marriage from, with 10 different people's experiences. I still, I still experienced that recently. This is what people have said. When your husband starts acting like this, there's already something going on. All right. Um, women, we deal with our life from other people's experiences, other people's idea, ideology or stuff. You see some woman who is about to get married. I, I see this every time. You ask them, oh, are you going to have children immediately after you give birth? I say, no, I want to wait for two years or three years. I say, okay, so what contraception do you want to use? So I don't know. I heard somebody say, I heard somebody say, I heard somebody say, I'm like, but you can actually just sit down and read this thing. You don't have to hear somebody say, you can actually go to the hospital and go to a family planning clinic. Or you see somebody who is about to have a child. Or you see somebody in this level of business and the most part women are already saying my auntie told me my sister told me my cousin told me and i'm like do you know that there's this information available out there to everybody so go for wisdom all right go for wisdom the sister says she considers a field and she buys it all right she considers a field and she buys it that means she knows about these things women go for wisdom all right don't go for the gist we can sit down now and gist and gist and gist. And some people will come and say, ah, do you know, I can tell you my story now. And some people say, ah, do you know that woman? Hmm, let me tell you how she did though. When she and her husband were having this issue, hey, you know what she did? She showed, and that's why all these blogs, eh, it's always women they are carrying because we like gist. We like gist. Somebody will come and say, hmm, my husband is doing this. I am his baby mama from three years ago. What should I do? Instead of them to go and sit down and learn, praise God, no is just like to just so women go for wisdom whichever area of life you find yourself in whether you are in ministry whether you are in marriage whether it is parenting i know a lot of parents here who have not read one book of parenting i know a lot of married people married women who have not read one book on marriage i know a lot of business women who are just winging their business and have never gone for a course or something in marriage they have no mentor they are just moving like women and that's the opposite for men most men before they go into anything or maybe not marriage or maybe for business and stuff investments they always study about it all right so i want to say this and i want to say this very very clearly go for knowledge though if there is a problem in any aspect of your life i beg you i i, I can say that 90 percent of the time it's a wisdom gap a knowledge gap it's not the devil gap if you are your husband you are always fighting if you're you and your boss you are always fighting if you're not able to scale in your business 90 percent of the time it is a knowledge or a wisdom gap all right so go for knowledge 
I've gotten to the point in my life where I've studied about every single thing that is important is important in my life. I know about parenthood, not because I want to teach parenting, but because I'm a parent. I know about spiritual parents, not because I want to teach it, but I learned these things. I know about marriage, not because I want to teach marriage, but because I want to enjoy my marriage. I've learned a lot about men, the psychology of men, the psychology. And that's one of the things this woman did. The Bible says that her husband had safety trust in her. She understood him and he understood her. She wasn't a woman who is just, you know, flaring off on her emotions. She understood, understood her husband, right? So number three is what? Let's go for wisdom, ladies. Let's go for wisdom. Be reading something, be learning something, be hearing about something. If you can't read, get the audio books, all right? Um, um, learn something, all right? It's very, 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 very important that we are not just sitting back and coasting through life and getting all our information through what I like to call gist. Praise God. Number three, number four is that the virtuous woman is hardworking. You know, I, I, I can't stress this enough. This baby girl life, this self-love life is not from the scriptures. I've never seen any of our virtuous, our mothers of faith, because I live by the scriptures, who was just sitting down and chilling and living baby girl life. There's not one of them. They were all industrious people. They were all people who were busy about And if you look at this woman, she was, I don't really like this idea of, you know, this, you can just find one guy who has, I don't think that's the plan of, and God for it, the plan of God for your life. I believe that there's something that God has called you to do. And I believe that you have to be responsible and hardworking to ensure that it comes to pass. So number four, I think, is this number four? Number five? Number four, number four, all right? Number four, you have to understand that you have to be hardworking. You have to be what? Hardworking. There's no free, I think this is what they say, there's no free food even in Freetown. Hallelujah. <laughs> All right, so put your back to the grind. Put your back to the grind. This is what I want to do. I want to be an education. Uh, I want to go into the education sector. I want to go into the ministry sector. I want to go into this sector. Nothing is going to fall on you like cherries brothers and sisters anything that is going to sorry you are going to have to work for it all right so being a christian is not an excuse for laziness there's nobody in the bible that god used look at it from genesis to revelation every single person that god used was a busy person a hard-working person in short god never even called those who didn't have any work god never called anybody who was just sleeping and waking up he always went for those who were zealous, who were ready to work. Paul is an example. I mean, God used a very high look at Peter. He was a fisherman when the Lord called him. So look at even the women of the scriptures. Look at from our mother, Sarah. Look at these people. These women were women who were hardworking. They were women, women who were coasting in life. So number four, you must be what very very hard working now what am i saying these different things when you begin to understand balance into your life when you know that you have a solid relationship with god which is the foundation of everything um you're not just flying off the handle um because you understand 
understand yourself, you're very self-aware, all right, and you're very hardworking, okay, you already have enough wisdom and knowledge because you see, one of the things that wisdom and knowledge does is that it makes your life easier. The Bible says that it's through wisdom that a woman builds a house. It's not through sex, it's not through emotions, it's not through kissing and hugging that a woman builds a house, it's through wisdom. So when you have wisdom, 95% of the hardship that comes in a particular terrain is taken off from you. So you are able to handle that area of your life with grace. The reason why a lot of people labor is because they don't have wisdom. The Bible is very clear. It says, my people perish for the lack of what? wisdom and for lack of knowledge it's not because they don't love me it's not because the devil is powerful but because of lack of knowledge so i'm saying these things and i know they may, they may not look like um help it, it might not look like um, it's pointing towards the direction of being a total woman but i tell you when you have you are taking off um a lot of stress from your life there are certain situations in my life that you know things happen maybe with my kids or maybe with my husband or maybe my spiritual children, spiritual family, or maybe it's with my mentors because I'm also being mentored. I'm, I also belong to a spiritual family. When things happen, all right, the temptation to react for my flesh is very low, very, very low, very, very, very low because I have wisdom. All right, so recently something happened. Um, something happened between my husband and I, and I'll, I'll just share this quickly. Something happened be be between my husband and I, and you know, if it were to be maybe five or six years ago, this would have been a total blowout, a total big, big fight. All right, and God is helping me. Um, one of my goals, because <laughs> the spiritual family I belong to, they don't believe in arguing and fighting, you know. Um, so one of my goals this year, I'm debating. Um, this year, I'm going to be 10 years married, and I'm so excited about that. I mean, God has been so gracious. I don't look 10 years married. I don't even feel 10 years married. <laughs> I feel like I'm like maybe three or four years married. <laughs> you know, and you dated for so long. We dated for six years. So I've, I've been, my husband and I have been in our lives for 16 good years. Hey, God, that's a, that's a full, full, full-blown child. <laughs> so one of my goals for, for 10 years in marriage is to totally remove arguments as in we've we've reduced it over the years i mean last year i can say maybe we had serious arguments every three times three times maybe not even serious three times but i want to get it to a point where in a full year we're not even having one argument and we're counting two years argument with three years argument with four years so that's one of my major goals i mean i'm i'm driven um, so I've been studying so much about asking questions from people in my spiritual family, asking them, Ma, how are you doing these things? Come and show me the way. I mean, so when I have an opinion, I should not share it. Or how do I share it? You know? So I've had to learn a lot because um, I, I want to hit that 10 years knowing that anything, fight and arguments is not in my destiny. All right. And of course, that doesn't mean that my voice wouldn't be heard or I'm going to be trampled upon. No, 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 no. So. I've been learning it. So here comes an opportunity to argue, an opportunity to say, um, no, 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 this and that. And because, you know, because I talk a lot, maybe not, I don't talk a lot, but I enjoy talking. I enjoy talking to my husband and I have a lot of opinions. You know, that's one of the things um, that was a big issue in my life at some point. I was too opinionated, you know. <laughs> so something came up and, you know, before I ah, will have a serious fight because I must say my mouth to my own to the, to the end. All right. So that day, 
you know, I was having a different, my whole emotions were running on a particular subject. Um, my mindset, I knew my emotions were running. I knew my thoughts were running. I knew that this was normally, I know the trajectory, this is going to be a big deal. You know, but I actually sat back and I pulled out in my mind. I just sat back. I pulled out in my mind every single resource I had. Every single resource I had on this. Okay, in this situation, what do you do? In that situation, what do you do? Okay, I've heard about this. Okay, what did this person say to me? What did this? It wasn't even up to five minutes, less than two minutes, my emotions were already calmed, all right? My emotions were tamed. My mindset concerning the issue wasn't, I wasn't going in the mindset of I'm going to fight or I'm going to, he doesn't do this, he doesn't know that, he doesn't do this, or I wasn't going in the mindset of uh, he's against me. I was going in the mindset where I team, this is an issue that um, I have. How can I best communicate this issue? So I'm, why am I sharing this with you? I'm sharing this with you to let you know that, um, needless to say, we didn't have any issues about it we didn't have an argument it wasn't even up to a five minute conversation and this was a major issue all right in five minutes both of us had i spoke what i wanted to say he said what he wanted to say we saw reason here and there and in five minutes we're done with the conversation and we had moved on like we never had conversation now years before this would have been maybe two months or maybe a one month serious arguments i would have had to call mentors come and help us come and help us sort this them correcting me here correcting me there but because i have knowledge what has happened is that I'm more balanced. And you see, when your emotions are not balanced, your life cannot be balanced, all right? When your emotions are not balanced, your life cannot be balanced. So knowledge is one of the things that helps you with your emotions. So I've said four things now, all right? I've said four things. And the fourth thing is be hardworking, all right? Be hardworking. I want to tell you guys, ladies, there is nothing that is as, I want to use the word repulsive to a man as a lazy woman. Ah, men hate lazy women. Men with a burning passion women that are lazy all right I, I once had a guy who said um said to me that my wife came to retire in my house before i married her she was everywhere up and doing he says she she obviously tricked me because the moment she entered my house she retired i mean she was just sleeping waking up she was not even having sex with him she couldn't be bothered what she wanted was to be married and she had gotten her marriage all right so we have to be up and doing in whatever field that God has called you to, whatever field where you are, all right, be up and doing. All right. It's a lie of the devil that people say that men don't like women who, who are achieving things in their lives. There's no man, there's no right thinking man. There's no secure man who will say that this woman is making progress and her progress is going to help my life. That will not say I won't marry her. All right. It's only small minded men that do this, that do that. All right, and if you have any man around you who is saying that oh you are too ambitious for me that's why i don't want to marry you you have dodged a huge bullet you have dodged a huge bullet all right so number four is what be hardworking. number five number five number five number five having together is somebody being blessed is somebody learning something i feel you know zoom meetings are so weird for me because it's only me i'm seeing my face <laughs> I, i'm not hearing anybody there's no feedback so i'm just going on and on all right so number five for you, okay, someone say yeah. <laughs> For you, I'm going to stop at number seven and then I'll just take questions. I, I love question and answers. Uh, please, can I have the recording I just joined? I'm sure that you can speak to Sister Eniola and she'll give you the recording. All right, so number five, um, the fifth point that I want to share, just let me quickly get, get that in my notes. The fifth point is you must have good support structure. Hi. And your support structure starts from personal support structure then family support structure there is no balanced or total woman who doesn't have a good support structure 
there is no see your support structure must be tight what i mean tight very 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 tight because you cannot do the life alone i'll give a, a quick example now we know that um children children are writing exams now and um um, I have three biological children and of course um, they were writing exams and I wasn't very available. Um, I did the best I could and that's the honest truth. I did the best I could. My husband did the best that he could. But, you know, God has blessed me with tremendous support structure. I had people who took it upon their their destiny and their lives that these children must pass their exams. So we got the results recently. I think this was yesterday or two days ago and the kids did fantastically well. And you know, my husband was just so excited. I said, really, in truth, it takes a village to raise a child. And it takes a village to have a, I dare say it takes a village to have a balanced life. Don't be that kind of woman who is doing life all by herself. Don't be the that kind of woman that you have no time to invest in people. You have no time to invest in friendships. All right? I mean, there are certain aspects of my children's life that it is my covenant friends that are privy to it. And there are certain aspects of my friend's life that the, in their children's life that I'm the one that knows out of it. So there are some, some things in my life where um, I just leave my children to their God, to, to my covenant friends and uh, godparents. I leave my children to the hands of the right support structure around me. And I have no issues because there are certain things that they will instill in them that I won't be able to. There are certain things that they will instill in them that I won't be able to. So you must go for good support structure. Don't do life alone. Listen, don't do... See, there is no... I always tell women, one of the reasons why a lot of women don't have a balanced life is because they are trying to do Voltron Defender of the Universe. I can do bad all by myself. I can do my life all by myself. I don't need a friend. I don't need a help. I don't need a support structure. My sister is a lie. What will happen is that you would burn out. And I've been there. I've been there. I've done that. What's the t-shirts where burnout was my name. All right. But I can tell you right now in my life, there's no one degree or one inch of tiredness or burnout in me because my life is working seamlessly. In this aspect is working. That aspect is working because God has blessed me with a good support structure. Friends, mentors mentees spiritual associations people who have become daughters you must have good support structure and for you to have good support structure it doesn't come by just praying about it praying is the beginning you must invest in people oh my goodness listen to me you must love people you must love people genuinely you must want the best for people for people to give you your best you must give them your best and even your house help you see, I see a lot of women changing house help as if they are changing clothes. And the truth is, I'm not blaming you. I've been there. Hey, there's one time in my life that I think in two months I ran through its house helps. And that was because at that point I was still forming top man now, you know. But it was one day, I don't know how it just entered me that you cannot treat someone anyhow and expect them to give you your best. No. I sat back and I started treating my physical helps, my mates. I started treating them right to the point that they even my house helps became like a children in my house. I asked them wondering, is this, am I paying you or are you paying me? <laughs> because I take, I, I, I decided to take very good care of them. The last three helps I've had, we still have contacts with each and every one of them. Each and every one of them. And all of them left because we sent them forth. We sent, it wasn't a fight, it wasn't anything. I invested in them. When you come, I will take care of you. Treat you like a human being. 
all right? One went to school, all right? Another one, in short, every husband that comes to my house, we've made it the point of contact, we have to send them something. They must learn something. Because for you to, for them to give you your best, you have to give them your best. That's just on the mate side. Friendship as well. You have to invest in friendships. You see, life is too stressful. Life is too long for you to do it alone. Thank God for our husbands, though. But my husband is not everything, no. And your husband is not everything. There are times when your husband will be traveled, will have traveled. Your husband will have his own issues. Your husband will be thinking about different things and he won't have your time. You must have friends. Friends that are covenant friends. Not just any kind of friends. Friends that you know that they have your back any day, any time. There are times when I know that I am tired to the tea and like, ah, I don't even have, some of us have family support. I'm not blessed with family support because my mom is not available. Um, I don't have a mother-in-law, all right? Some maids don't like love at all. There are some, yes, that's the truth. That's why I said you must start with prayer, all right? So you will pray that God will send the right one. And then when the right one comes, you then begin to treat them treat them right so i don't have family support i don't have a mother-in-law i don't have a father-in-law and my mother is still actively working so i'm not one of those people who is privileged to go and drop their child with their mother no but at times i know i need to drop my child my children with somebody because i just need space i need to be balanced I, you know my children can be in my space every time i have good friends i can send them to for a full month two months that i will not even think about my children I will, my children will not even remember they have mommy because they are well taken care of. I have spiritual doctors I can send my children to, and I'm not worried that, oh, somebody's going to rape my children. No, 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 somebody's going to beat them. Somebody's going to maltreat them. No, I have people like that in my life, all right? So number five is you must build a solid support structure. And for you to do that, you must be giving, give love, whose love, all right? You belong to a church, go and miss people, go and make friends with people, invest in people's lives give them things buy them things help them all right you are working in a job help people be outwardly focused and that's my self-love that's why i have a challenge with self-love because self-love is so you centered all right but what happens with self-love is yes you feel good but your life is not working and at some point when your life is not working self-love is flung out of the window and that's the truth self-love is flung out of the window so invest in people invest in people build solid support structure friends family some of you don't all your family members don't like you change change your sisters you are fighting with your sister you are fighting with your brother you are fighting with your cousin change some of you don't have any friends some of you are abroad some of you are in different parts of the country you go to work your routine is work church home work church home even the church nobody's talking to you immediately after service you pack your bag i don't want people to know me in this church when you get to work i don't like office people office people they are very bad they're always gossiping everybody's bad check yourself man all right you must have good solid friendship so number five is what build a fantastic support structure so i want you to play paint a picture in your mind of this woman and i want you to see yourself as this woman a woman who rises up early and you know the first thing she's doing is what she's spending time worshiping with god all right she's teachable she's letting go of all the toxic emotions she must have carried in the night before she's building up love grace strength within her and then she goes into her world she sees her husband she sees her boss she sees everybody and all she has to offer is love because she has dwelt and spent time with god who is love next thing is that she's very self-aware she knows her limitations she knows her boundaries she's 
not in everybody's space. She's not unnecessarily rowdy, all right? She's not unnecessarily lazy. She's not this because she knows her strengths. She knows how, if I go to this board meeting, these are the things I can bring forth. She's not competing with anybody. She has no self-esteem issues because she knows herself. Now, I want you to begin to imagine this kind of woman, all right? On the other hand, this is a woman who is highly knowledgeable in, in her trade, all right? She knows how to handle herself. She knows what to do, when to do, and how to do it because she has good knowledge. You can see that this woman cannot be stressed in life. And that's the picture of this Proverbs 31 woman. It's not just a wish. It's a walking towards, all right? And at the same time, she's highly knowledgeable. At the same time, she's highly, highly hardworking. She gives her best to every task. She's not waiting for someone to come and carry her. And while she's giving her best to every task, she has the right amount of people on her side. Her friends cheering her up, helping her when she falls. She has enough support structure. When she needs to rest, she has the ability to rest because there's someone who can take care of her kids. There's someone who can cook for her. There's someone who can do run errands for her because she has influenced, she has um, blessed so many people with love and with her generosity. And look at this picture. This woman cannot be stressed. This woman cannot be stressed. This woman is going to be happy at every single point of her life. She is going to be called a total woman. All right. So you see how being a total woman isn't just, you know, staying somewhere and praying all day or, you know, going to work and being stressed. You have to invest. You have to be responsible. And the key word here is what? Be responsible. Praise God. Be responsible. So what number are we now? What number are we? Number seven, and the last point that I have, sorry, this point is number seven now, right? So the last point, I hope somebody's being blessed. <laughs> All right, so we have the last point we've talked about, every other thing we've talked about, support structure, and the last point that I'm going to have to give tonight is, I'm quickly off my notes. Um, the last point I'm going to have to give tonight is point number seven, and I want to take that from, um, I want to take that from the scripture itself. The scripture itself um that's proverbs 31 um charm is deceptive beauty is fleeting but a woman who fears the lord is to be praised honor her for all that her hands have done and let her works bring her praise at the city in everything that we do there must be the fear of god right in everything my favorite part of the scripture <laughs> so we share the favorite part together all right, so that point, that point there, all right, is that woman. So it's saying charm is deceptive. It doesn't mean that you won't be charming, all right? All right, but you don't put all your trust in that. It says beauty is fleeting. It's not saying that you should be ugly, all right? Look beautiful, all right? I'm sure that if you turn on our cameras, everybody here looks beautiful, all right? But it's saying that this woman must fear the Lord. And I must say this, that you won't get far in life if you are not walking in, in God's purpose for your life, right? You can't do your own life. You can't lean on, on your own understanding. You can't want... You see, one of the things I've learned with God, and, and I think this is very important for me to say, um, I learned this very early on in life that you don't have to pray to God to bless so many things in your life if God is the one who gives you the vision. Um, a lot of people just pray a lot. Lord, bless this, bless that. But you see, when God gives you a vision, when you spend time to find God's vision for your life, you won't have to pray much for God to bless it. Why? Because God's plans are already blessed. God's plans are already what's blessed. God's plans are already blessed. 
best. The Bible says when a word goes forth from the mouth of God, all right, that word must be fulfilled. And the Bible says God is the one who watches over his word to perform it. So when you actually sit back and find God's will and purpose for your life and you are running with it, one of the things you will see is that there will be ease in your life. I don't believe life is stressful. I've lived life, hey, I've lived a hustler's life. Glory to God. <laughs> I've lived a hustler's life and I've lived a blessed life. And I can tell you the difference is the difference between a hustler's life and a blessed life. You can't compare it because a blessed life is blessed because I'm following God all the way. So for you to have this total woman life, you must be fully surrendered to God. What you might want to do is a hair business and God is saying, oh, are you really want to do a hair business? I love hair, I love hair. And God is saying, don't bother yourself with hair. Go and do shoe business. Because the giants you're going to face in the hair business, your destiny does not, does not cover for it. Follow God. If God is saying, go and be a pastor or go and be a teacher or go and be a this, it's always best for you to be fully aligned with the plans of God. Not saying that there won't be, you know, challenges in that area of life. There definitely will be. But one thing I can tell you, and I can tell you for sure, is that if God has commanded it, there will be grace and there will be ease. Praise, praise, praise the Lord. So who is a total woman? A total woman is that woman who is, I want to use the word killing it. <laughs> Quote and unquote, killing it in every aspect of her life. Yet happy, joyful, you know, and like I said, there's no one phase to a total woman because life is in phases and life is in stages. Right now, the phase of life that I am in, my hands are still very busy actively with my children. I'm still active, very active in the work of ministry. I'm actively married, all right? Um, I'm actively parenting. I'm actively doing so many things. And I can tell you for free that I'm happy. I'm so happy. I mean, I'm so, so happy in my life. There's no one part of my life that I look back and I regret, not one part. You know, I was talking to my husband today. We just took a drive this afternoon. You know, we're just a woman, you know, we just wanted to do something different. We decided to just take a drive and we drove for about two hours. And I had to tell my husband, I like, guy, you like my company so much. Oh. <laughs> and he says, ah, even you too, you like my company. And you know, we're just talking about our life. And one of the things we said is, honestly, we are blessed. Honestly, sincerely, there's not one part of our lives um, that we, we look back on and we are regretting, no. That doesn't mean we haven't made major mistakes. We both have made major mistakes in life. And that's the honest truth. Because you see, life is in phases. And um, all these seven points I've given you, you know, there are phases where I have learned. They are personal. This is, I didn't get this from any book. Thank God for good books out there. But this is my life. All right, those seven things are things that I have practiced. You know, I've learned from different places and I've practiced that. You know, it's working. It's really, really working. Like I said, 10 years in marriage and I have no regrets. I have no, I don't, you know, there are some times in life where you just have this scratch in your heart. Everything is okay, but there's this scratch in your heart. I don't have this, any scratch in my heart. I'm standing right smack in the center of God's will for my life. I have a happy life. I have a happy marriage. All right. My husband does call me blessed. Amen. My children rise and call me blessed, both physical and spiritual. The works of my hands are prospering. I mean, God is prospering the works of my hands. Um, physically, mentally, I'm progressing. I'm, I'm learning daily, constantly learning. Um, I'm, I'm getting richer by the day. Glory to God. <laughs> uh, both spiritually and physically, you know. There's not one area of my life that I'm looking back to say, oh, I wish this, oh, I wish that. And that's not because I'm special. 
It's not because um, I'm especially favored of the Lord. Yes, I'm special to the Lord. Um, and my special to the Lord is the same special you have. Amen. <laughs> it's not that there's one special and the special somewhere. You know, but that's because I've learned to um, the principles of life and I'm applying them in my everyday life. And I really hope this has blessed you. Thank you very much, everybody. Thank you. And that's all for me. Thank you so much, Pastor. <laughs> you literally broke down the Proverbs that one woman. And, you know, the last thing you said, um, talking about finding God's purpose for your life as a woman, it's just like the cap for it. Because for someone like me, you know, when I when I started the ministry and I, I kept thinking, ah, okay, so how do I go about this and all that? I said, the Proverbs that one woman loves God. The Proverbs that one woman has a heart for God. So once you have a heart for God, it's going to be so much easy to do all of these things. You know, to be a great wife, to be a great boss, to be, to be a great madam, sister, auntie, everything. Once you have a heart for God, it, it, it actually gives you everything. And I'm so grateful that you actually broke it down. Me, as I am like this, I'm still going to go and watch it again. And I'm still going to learn more because, you know, you said something about, you know, growing up to a point where you feel like you don't want to argue, you don't want to fight. You just want to talk things out. I know this, the Holy Spirit, you know, the Holy Spirit convicts me sometimes, but you know, this the flesh sometimes just comes in like, no, let me, let me be, let me, let me fight small now. So how do you handle that when you know maybe you listen to the Holy Spirit for one week? You know, <laughs> next week you can just say, let me fight small so that they'll be spark. So if you are not fighting, <laughs> How do we have spark past your life if we're not fighting? Because you know, there's a way you can fight and make up and then the love grows more. So what other thing can we do? <laughs> Apart from okay, so um, 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 the truth is that there's so much, there's much more joy. There's so much more love on the peaceful side of life. And that's the truth. I think this thing about, you know, when we fight and then we make up, it's, it makes everything um, feel fresh again. I, I don't agree with that. I'm so sorry, but um, I'll tell you the honest truth. There's so much more love. There's so much more joy on the peaceful side. Um, and um, peace, a lot of people don't understand what peace is and they don't know how beautiful life can be peacefully. So for me, I don't, I'm not of the school of thought that let's fight small, let everything be peaceful. What happens in peace is that everything grows in peace. Everything grows. So peace is that perfect environment where everything can grow. All right. So your love is able to blossom more in peace. So there's something my husband always tells me that in life, prevention is better than cure. I'm like, babe, hey, what do you mean by that? I said, I'm telling you, there are some things that is better to prevent that for you to be curing because um, once you've permitted something in your life once, twice, you are giving that thing the opportunity to keep on coming and coming and coming. So even when there's no opportunity to fight because you know, you have, you are so used to that. Oh, let's give, let me just show myself. All right. What happens is that you keep permitting it. And I think that's the story of Vashti. Um, Vashti. I don't know if it's Vashti now, Vashti. Um, you know, when you read the story of Esther, you see that it wasn't the first time that this woman was to be saying no to the king. 
no less there's no way you can be married to a man who is that great if you look at the the greatness of the kingdom of that man her husband you see that it was a very vast kingdom it was a very big kingdom and he wasn't someone who was a if you look at his temperaments and personality from the scriptures he wasn't such a pushy person all right so he probably would have called her recently as to come and see me she's like no don't worry i'm tired no, oh, don't worry, I'm tired. And no, I might say, oh, let me do small shakara for my love. You know, and at the wrong time, at the very wrong time, she said no. And that was the end. If you notice, the Bible says that it wasn't even that man that made his decision. It was everybody around him. It was everybody. And the Bible even clearly says that even when the man now, you know, when everything had cleared from his eyes, he was so bad that he had let Vashti go. So he was not a very strong-headed man like that. No, 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 no. But he was a man. What Vashti had was that she didn't know where to draw the lines. She didn't know where to draw the lines. And the truth is that things grow better in peace. So, sincerely, I don't believe oh, that we have to fight to make up. No, you can have passionate love, passionate everything in peace because things grow better in peace. I hope that helps. I really, really do hope. Yeah, I so did. Much. Thank you so much, Ma. Okay, so um, let me throw it open. If you have any questions for Pastor concerning being a total woman, this is the best time to just, you know, you can either go on mute and ask your question or type it out so that I can let, I can read it out to her and, um, so that we can wrap up. So if you have any questions, this is the best time. Let's ask. Okay, yeah. I'm sure I'm sure there are some questions. Okay. Okay, so I wanted to ask another question, right? I get a lot of questions from singles. How yeah. this pertains to them? How can they live a total life? How can they live a whole life when they are not married? That considering that a lot of singles are just interested in being married right now. You know, so is there anything they can do while still single, while waiting to be found? to be a total woman yes thank you for that question um and let me lay it out here um i know that it will sound very unfair and you sound like oh you married people it's because people have married are saying this but i'll say this yeah. over and over again it is always better to be a single person than to be in the wrong marriage it is more million you can't even compare it because the wrong marriage has the capacity to destroy your entire life and i mean that all right i have seen women go from 100 to zero because of wrong marriages so let's say this let's say this very very clearly god wants you married all right and god has a plan for you to be married you don't have to convince him you don't have to force him you don't have to beg him to give you husband all right when you were coming to this world because it is god himself that said it is not good for man to be alone so there's a man who is alone somewhere and you are the one that will complete him all right and there's a man somewhere waiting for you. All right, so don't let's get into this desperation bandwagon. Please, 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 please. It is not necessary. Now, that being said, what really attracts a man to a woman? I will tell you, thank God for the hair, thank God for the makeup. But you see, all that one is too for thank God boy market now. Everybody has more straights. It's not like before. Eh? Everybody has more straights. Everybody has makeup. If you open Instagram, everybody knows how to use eye pencil now, eyelashes, all of us. So that thing is not your unique selling point. Please, and don't go and join the bandwagon. Maybe if my breast is bigger, if my 
this, and I'll say this very well, is peace of mind. Is a woman who gives him peace. And that woman, excuse me, is the woman that I have described. The woman who walks with God, whose emotions are already tempered by the Lord. All right, a woman who is, she knows herself and she's confident in herself. A woman who is hardworking and happy in her life. All right, a man wants a woman that will add to him. You see, when you read the Bible, Adam was good all by himself in the in, the, in Genesis, in the garden. We don't know how many years Adam was alone before Eve came, but we knew that Adam actually functioned perfectly alone. He functioned well, very well without woman. It was God who came to meet him and says, "No, mm, 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 it's not good that you should be alone." And when Adam saw woman, the first thing he said was, "Wow." This is the bone of my bone and the flesh of my flesh. This is someone who complements me. When you hear bone of my bone, flesh, it is someone who complements me. So what a man wants is a peaceful, happy woman who is going to bring more beauty to his life. I can tell you, there is no man on the face of the earth that meets a peaceful, a joyful, all right, woman who is adding to him that will not marry him, that, should, that he will not marry her. There's no man, except the man has spiritual problems. But that you are peaceful, you are not cantankerous, you are not giving him stress, you are allowing him to do his work by himself. And not only that, you are now making him happy in life or joyful. Let me not use the word happy, joyful, because joy is the fruit of the spirit. And you are now adding to him. My, no, no, no. There's, there's, there's no man that would see that kind of person and resist. There's no man. There is no man. He doesn't even have to hear God for him to marry you. All right? So work on yourself. These seven things that you have said, they are the same things you need. Once a man sees a total woman, he knows her. Once you are that total woman, he knows you, he sees you, and he wants you. He will want you. So go for that woman. Go, go, go for that woman. All right? So don't be overly on this side. You're wanting too much of this. On this side, you are balanced. That's what I would say, there are so many things that a lot of people will say, increase your attractiveness quotient, increase your stickability quotient, increase your communication quotient. Me, I don't know about all those things. So maybe it's the new thing in this generation. I don't know about it. And I'm going to be honest. But what me I know that works is a woman who gives a man peace, brings joy, and is an addition to his life. That no man can. No man can pass by them. So that's all I have to say. <laughs> a woman that has, that is an addition. That is a very key word. Because these days, yeah, there's a lot of singles that believe the man is the one that has to bring everything. The man is the one that will make them feel good. The man is the one that has the issue. The man is the one that needs to I mean, work on himself. <laughs> I'm telling you, women are, some women are looking for impossible men. They are looking for people that don't exist. They are looking for a man that will not stress them. A man that already has everything figured out. A man that is already is figuring his own life out. And he, a man that his work is to make you happy and please you. My dear, my dear, get off your high also. As you are having problem, that man is having problem. Just don't right. add to his problem too much. That's the truth. A man exactly. will have weaknesses. There is no perfect man. No. There is no one perfect man out there. You must be able to see his weaknesses and cope with his weaknesses. And not try to change his weaknesses. But you know that this man is a good man. I always tell women, and I think since we have a lot of women here, um, throw your list away. I want to draw a new list for every single woman here today. 
and I think I've shared this list with just the, my, my my close brothers that are close to me and ladies that are close to me. Number one, a man who genuinely loves God. Listen, this is the list you must have. A man who genuinely loves God by himself. You are not adding to it. You're only helping him as he's helping himself. Not that you're the one instigating the love for God. No. Number one, what? A man who loves God. Number two, a man who has a mentor. A man who listens to someone. There must be one person in his life that he is listening to. Forget all the, oh, I have friends in the office. I have friends. There must be someone who you have track record has pulled his ears and say, boy, they don't do that. Because men learn from men. Men don't learn from women. That's why when a woman is correcting a man, she will say, he's nag- he will say she's nagging. Because men mm-hmm. will not learn naturally from their wives or from women, except it's his mother. Mm-hmm. But he must have another man who has gone through the path and is able to listen to. Number three, he must love you. It's not that he's managing you. He must believe that you're a prize, you're a catch. He must believe with all his whole heart that, ha, ah, this girl has accepted for me. Praise the Lord. He must be in love with you. What I mean, be in love with you. He must be in love with you. You are not begging him to love you. You are not keeping him with a breast or bum bum. You are not using sex to keep him. All right? He must be the one that loves you genuinely. And lastly, he must be on the journey of discovering God's plan for his life or must be doing something with his hands. He doesn't have to be a multi billionaire. He doesn't have to be a rich man. He doesn't have to be a poor man. He must be a man who already knows what he wants to do with life and is on that journey. So if he says, oh, what I want to become is a DJ, let him be on the journey because there's no way that God cannot prosper you. If what he wants to become is a blogger, let him be on the journey and be working towards it. If he wants to, what he wants to be is a footballer, let him be on the journey. If what he wants to be is a pastor, don't criticize any job because there's no, Bible is clear that God will bless the works of your hand. Any work of your hand, God has the capacity to bless. But there must be a work in the hand and is already working towards it. When a man has these four things, I'm telling you, every other thing is negotiable. Whether it's store, whether I can drive, whether I can swim, all those things are learned. They can be learned. Whether he's this, whether he's that, whether he understands the emotions, whether he's romantic, all those things can I have a friend, all right, whose husband was not romantic for the better part of our marriage. Now the husband's romance wants to kill her over romance. In short, she was telling me, my husband and I, the other day, that her husband has become so romantic that she's wondering that it's a problem in her marriage because she's not used to romance. So some people will say, ah, no, if he does not buy me roses, if he does not look at you like this, throw him away. You know, people are so funny. People will see my marriage with my husband and they will, maybe I'm looking looking at my husband in a funny way or I'm loving my husband in a funny way or I'm blushing or my husband is making me laugh. You're not right. If, if he doesn't make you laugh like this, throw him away. I said, sorry. The day he was making me cry, <laughs> were you there? <laughs> <laughs> you are not there, huh? That day, 10 years after, that is not making me laugh. You don't want to say that. Throw the one that is making you laugh. Um, Palpitations away. My sister, he will give you tears, he will give you joy. Everything will be combined. But he must be willing to work it out. And that's it. Right, so that's your list. That's the list that every single woman needs. So I'm telling you, remove every other thing. Remove every other thing. And you'll find out <laughs> that marrying faster. The reason why people are right. marrying faster is because the list is too long. long. You'll find out that it's people are marrying faster. Yes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Some people are looking for attraction. 
actually. Mm. And that attraction, 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 attraction is, I always tell people that, you know, there are sometimes I look at my husband, my husband and I um, went out with some of our covenant friends on his, the day after his birthday this year. So my husband and his friend, his brother, they were walking ahead of us and myself and my friend, that's uh, the wife of my husband, were walking behind him. So I was looking at my husband from behind and I was shaking my head. And I turned to my friend and I said, this man is every single thing I said I was not going to marry physically. He was everything, mm. and how I am head over heels in love with him, so attracted to him now, I don't understand. Like, my husband was that person in secondary school, <laughs> who was the nerd, you know those people who are nerds, who they will wear big shirts like this, and have no style, <laughs> no style, all they wanted to do is read and pass exam, and I was, I told him that if we had met in secondary school, I would never have married you. You know, because then I always still wanted a posh guy, you know, English tall guy, who had, you know, an accent and this and that. But hey, look at me now. I got married to the head of the class. Praise God. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm head over heels in love with him. I mean, I look at him sometimes and I'm like, that guy, you fine, I beg, you know. Well, so attraction is not, yeah. attraction is, is not, it's not a it's one time thing. It's not a growing Yes. Yeah. Yes. Something All right. Thank you very, thank you very much, Ma. Any questions? Nobody has dropped any questions. So do I assume that nobody has any question for Pastor Let's milk cow. You know, like the story of that woman that touched Jesus' garment. That Jesus said, yes. touch and bet yes. you. Let's bet you, Nico. Okay, so I, I want to believe no questions, no questions. Pastor, do you have any last words for us? Do you have any last <sighs> words for us? Do I have any last words? Um, I think last words, last words. What would I say? A beautiful life is possible. A happy life is possible. A peaceful life is possible. Um, you just have to work at it. Don't get tired of working. Don't get tired of learning. Um, give your life the best. Give life the best. Um, be responsible when you need to be responsible. Learn. Um, don't play the blame game, please. Um, take your life by the horns and you would enjoy your life. And that's the only issue. So a beautiful life is possible. A happy life is possible. But you have to give it all that it takes. Thank you, everyone. Thank you so, so much. Thank you.